Hey, Pulp fans. Thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting PulpMX.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, BTOsports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at BTOsports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, follow Mathis' Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chance ability. you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking Duh. or make you say to yourself, dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. As usual, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Don't forget, any order $7.99 and above is free international shipping at BTOsports.com, folks, and that is one hell of a deal. For this episode of the podcast, I am going to uh, discuss Phoenix, and I brought my super team back together from last week, and that would be Jason Wygant and David Pingree. What's up, guys? Uh, the baby has not returned, though. That's the only, that's the only problem. No baby this week. Baby. Okay. No, I don't have a baby. We have Fred the Basset Hound in the house. Fred is <laughs> Fred is currently downstairs. I feel he will be up here shortly to join us on the <laughs> on the uh, lazy boy chair where he likes to sit. But uh, barring a doorbell ring, he should be fine. Excellent. Um, hey guys, so Phoenix just happened, and I want to just uh, you know I know both of you guys have analyzed this race nonstop as I have, and let's get talking about it. So. Stewart, we all thought last week in uh, in Anaheim that if Stewart got the whole shot, Weege, he he's going to be gone the following week. Well, that kind of happened in Phoenix, but he he didn't. It wasn't as easy as it looks, huh? No, uh, you and I were sitting next to each other in the press box, um, doubling up on coverage because that's how serious we are about this. Yes, and uh, we both remarked a few times throughout the day that. These things just don't normally happen with Stewart, you know? Um, even in the heat race, he did fall. But he didn't have a massive lead. You know, he was battling with Austin Stroop in the heat. And then in the main event, Villapoto uh, mm-hmm. just ate him up. Uh, I think Stewart had a lead almost, you know, a second and a half, two seconds. And then about two laps, Villapoto was there. And then <laughs> after the race, Villapoto said, well, yeah, I was able to just see that I needed to make up a few tenths, and I just went out and got him. And when do you ever hear someone talk about that with yeah. Stewart? Um, yeah, generally, Stewart. Yeah, 
Yeah. So generally, but Stewart, Stewart was claiming that he was riding conservatives. Yeah. He did not fall, and he didn't fall, so he won. Yeah. Usually with James Ping, he just rides and rides and rides until, you know, he rides as hard as he can and gets as big of a lead as he can until the checkers flies. Maybe he's a little smarter this year. What do you think? Maybe I think you know when a track bites you like that, you have to adjust. You know, he he probably realized okay, you know, pushing at. 100% I went down. For him to say, oh, I just rode at 70%, I think that's a little bit of a head game with the rest of the guys because mm-hmm. you don't stay ahead of, you know, the kind of riders he had behind him at 70%. I'm sorry. But I'm sure that he did, tone, you know, backed it down a little bit because obviously if you tried to push on that track, it was just slick and you were losing the front end. Yeah. What happened to Phoenix dirt of, like, Villamin catching McGrath. What happened to that dirt? Well, let wasn't me that, see if I can explain it. The sun out in the desert beats down um, like about 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit-ish. Yeah, but... Turns it into just melted powder or but, something. But didn't Phoenix used to have tacky dirt? Eh. Yeah, it was better. It was better. You know what it is now? It's it's like a river bottom silt. That's all it is. But it used mm-hmm. to be, it was like they used to get it more wet, mm-hmm. and so it would stay kind of soft and spongy and tacky. Right. And now it's like it's got a super hard base. Like right. you know, when they bring it in, they they just got heavy equipment on it all day long, and that base is packing really really hard. So there's still like a little bit of loose on top, mm-hmm. but it's just like a sheet of ice underneath it. So it's definitely changed. Even the starts there. You know, I know guys. Uh, last year, the Troy Lee guys struggled bad because you think, okay, we need a like a tire with a, a bigger lug mm-hmm. because it's this loose dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to dig into this loose dirt. But it's so hard underneath yeah. that, you know, we, we actually made that mistake in 09, just went with the wrong tire, and they just spun. And you look at the mark, you know, where they took off from, and it's like they went out on their street and did a start. It was yeah. yeah. Asphalt. Trey Kennard told me the same thing yesterday, just spun all the way down. Um, yeah. uh, Weege, do you think are we seeing separation after two races? Are we seeing Stewart and Villapoto now going to be going at it? A bit of a gap to Trey Kennard and then Ryan and then Ryan Dungey and Chad Reed. I'm afraid to make that leap after only two races, but I don't know, man. That may be what we could see now from here on out. What do you think about that, or was this just sort of an aberration? Uh, I don't think there is an aberration usually at that. At that level, you know what I mean? It's crazy to me how, okay, for example, we could have this conversation about changing tires and oil changes year after year and, and things like that, and guys switch teams and bikes and trainers. But it sure seems like things like speed don't vary that much from year mm-hmm. to year. Um, we had a joke about that at Anaheim 1 when 7 and 22 went right to the top of the board in the first time practice session. And I'm like, did anything change at all? Right. Like exactly the way it, there's that same four point, you know, point four seconds in between the two of them, their first second. So when you see it happen in one race, I mean, we've seen enough races to know that usually the pattern continues. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it is the beginning of the year, and Stewart even reminded me after the race, you know, if you go back to 09, first five or six rounds, Reed was going faster than him when Reed was on the Suzuki and, and right. James was struggling in the Yamaha, and then couple races in, they figured out the Yamaha a little bit better, mm-hmm. although our buddy JT might not think so. And then uh, <laughs> Stewart had the speed edge again. So I right. guess those things can change. But 
you know, Dungey came out on fire last year, and he was pretty much on fire the whole season. It's not like at round five he figured it out. Uh, Villapoto did, but there seems like more times than not, what happens early happens all year. Yeah, uh, Villapoto is impressive, though. Man, he he looks on it. Ping, how much do you think, like, just having a trainer – I mean, we knew he was fast last year. I mean, he flat out won races, but – how much you think just Hang happened? on, I'm still I'm still looking up apparition. Just trying to get a definition on it. Apparition. <laughs> you guys both threw that word down. I was like, wow. I'm like, I need to play Scrabble more. <laughs> it's a, well, uh, we are it's we are journalists. You of are aberration and uh, attrition, I guess somehow. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was tracking. I just wanted a dictionary definition, but what's your too hard to get to right now? Right. And as I, I, I I honestly think it's going to get more competitive. I, I don't think. From Phoenix, you can go, okay, that's what it's going to be all year now. I mean, you know, I, 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 like I told you guys just a minute ago, I was out at the test tracks today and talked with Dave Osterman, and Reed was out there testing, and he, you know, they're making improvements every week, you know, and, and getting better and better. And, like, he made a comment that there was a quote somewhere. I didn't see it, but Chad said, you know, all the guys to the left and right of him on the start line have all danced with their dates before which I thought was kind of funny, you know, but it, it's true. Osterman. You know, Villapoto is two years on the Cowie now. Mm-hmm. Stewart's used to the Yamaha. Dungey's used to the Suzuki. So um, Chad is definitely kind of digging out of a hole. And um, as he gets more and more comfortable on that bike and they, they keep pushing the development further and further, he's going to get better. I think Dungey's going to start sorting things out. And I, I just, I think Trey Kennard is going to, He's getting better and better. The guy, I, I love watching that guy ride. He was out there again today. And mm-hmm. He is so smooth. He just, I don't know, man. I love watching that guy ride. I think he's going to be in the mix with yeah. those guys before long. Yeah, and, and he said to me that, you know, it was really hard for him to push ping. You, you could attribute to this. Once the leaders are gone and you get into that third spot, it's really hard to pick up your game and just, and you know, I mean, and on, on a track that was slippery, right? On a, yeah, especially on a slick track when you're going, okay, well, I'm on the box. This would be, you know, this would be a step forward because he wasn't on the box the week before. You know, do you yeah. push and try to go after those guys and then risk throwing it away? Or, mm-hmm. you know, get into a good pace? And that's really hard. When you, it's, it's just like bicycle racing. As soon as the guy in front of you, as soon as he drops you, you fall off his wheel. Yeah. Man, it's really, really hard to maintain that pace. So I think when Trey and Ryan and Reed, all those guys start getting some starts up front and Stuart and Villapoto are behind them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I'm not saying, you know, maybe Stuart and RV are the two guys at the end of the series that are still up front in the points, but those other guys are going to get up there and mix it up. I'm, I'm convinced of it. And I'm sticking to that. And even if it never happens, I'll still say it <laughs> just to be consistent. Yeah, like there were, there were times where, where you were, you know, Shea Bentley was in front. And, you know, Robbie Horton was in second, and you just had to reach down and just pull it, you know, pull through. Well, I remember on my 65th 125 start. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Um, uh, back to the 450 class, though. Uh, last week, Weege, I wrote and thought that Reed's fifth was better on paper than what it really was if you were there watching him. Um, I think the opposite is true this week. His fourth was pretty good. He's still, I don't think, the Chad Reed that we're used to seeing. He's coming up short on stuff. He's going long on stuff. I was speaking to his old manager and, and buddy, Larry Brooks, um, the right. other day. And Larry said the same thing. He's like, that guy, I mean, if there's one thing without Chad, 
If there was one weakness he had, it was that he didn't have raw speed, like to step it up and just go balls out. But one thing, his biggest strength is that that dude could click 20 laps off and not make a mistake. And Larry's like, I see, I see it. And he, uh, to be honest, he said, I see what you're seeing, Mathis. He did, I swear. Where he's he's just like, you know, a perfect example of that that uh, left-hander before the tabletop on and off just couldn't get it, man. Long, short, clip, you know what I mean? And and that's just stuff we haven't seen from Reed. But anyways, the question is, uh, what would you think of Reed's race? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a big improvement over uh, over Anaheim 1. And, I mean, the start was better, so it was kind of hard to compare them side by side. But, you know, Dungey did ride pretty well in Anaheim 1. And in this one, you know, Dungey had, what, six or seven laps down the stretch to try to take care of Reed and, and, and get by him, and, mm-hmm. he, and, and Reed held him off. So I, I didn't think he was at Dungey's level the first week, and he apparently was the second one. And uh, I know that they did a lot of work on the bike between the first two rounds, and or Ping saying they're doing a lot of work now. Um, but, yeah, uh, a little sloppy in spots, and I kind of felt the same way with Dungey, and I, I kind of feel the same way about Dungey as did you read. Like, that's kind of his strength. Not that crazy raw speed, but just never making mistakes. And uh, when they were battling down the stretch, you saw a few out of both of them. It was kind of surprising. So I suppose if they iron that out, uh, they will get closer. But it is kind of weird to see guys doing things they don't normally do. That's yeah, not a good sign. Yeah, no, exactly. I know Reed was pretty happy with his rod. You know, he knows he he was closing in at Trey on one point, and you know, Canard yep. admitted it. But then, you know, Canard explained to me the same thing about riding what we just covered riding by yourself, where, you know, you're like, okay, okay, what are you going to do? I mean, I mean, even with the great Tim Ferry in your corner, sometimes mental mistakes happen. Um, Ping, there's 13 points between first and fifth in the points right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Villo, Stewart, Dungey, Canard, Reed. But there's and then there's eight points to Medi in six, so almost as big of a gap from fifth to sixth as there is to uh, fifth to first. Are we gonna? Are we now? I mean, I know you, you said you don't want to make conclusions after two races, but are those five guys the ones? Is anybody gonna get into that mix? Um, not with any consistency. Mm-hmm. No, you might have like a guy like Ivan or. If Shorty gets a start or, you know, some of those guys could could run up there if they start up there, but they're not going to do it week in and week out. They can't come through and get up into that pack. Those guys are just – those five guys are, have kind of separated themselves. And, and I think even going into the season – We knew that, you know, yeah, yeah. You kind of see that one coming a little oh, bit. But. Although with Wyndham, he was fourth when he went out with uh, a tangle with Ryan Clark. And also, Ryan Clark later would strike against Ivan Tedesco, so it was a nice, <laughs> nice night for him. Um, Ryan Clark really making friends in Phoenix. Yeah, no, no doubt. But uh, uh, Wyndham looked We Did you notice Wyndham? Now, Ping wasn't there, but he did watch it, analyze it on TV, of course, yeah. on Speed Channel. Yeah. But, uh, we did you notice Wyndham when he was in fourth? Like, he kind of had guys stacked up behind him. Like, I wasn't so sure that he was going to stay there, you know? But is Wyndham one guy that could get in there, Wygant? Well, Wyndham is the one guy who usually starts the year off pretty slow and then and then has speed around the halfway mark that he doesn't at the beginning. Um, I know I said before the pattern usually repeats itself. He seems to be the one exception. You know, he always starts – on a year where he gets wins, they start happening around Houston time and then after that. So I don't know if we've seen the best of him yet. But, yeah, absolutely. He had to start, and you could see Villapoto was – the first lap or two was just treating him like a tear-off. Like, I just got to go by this guy. I'm not racing him. He's not on my pace. Mm-hmm. I'm right. worried about Stewart 
not Wyndham. It was just get out of the way. And I think that would have going to be the case, too. I mean, Reed and Dungey were pushing themselves pretty hard. Kennard had already gotten by Wyndham. Uh, I don't think he would have stayed there. I don't think it would have been a bad ride. But uh, at this point, uh, he's not quite at their level yet. But we've seen him turn it around, you know, round six or seven in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, He typically gains speed, you know, like as his, mm-hmm. not that his fitness isn't always there, but he kind of, he definitely builds. And yeah. when, it, when you start getting some more of the, the rounds at the end of the series that are back on the West Coast, stadiums aren't covered, you get some mud, some riders are out with injuries, and we've already lost Josh Grant. Um, the field thins out. Kevin's always so consistent that that's when he, he'll, he'll break through for sure. What did you make of uh, Jeff Alessi's move, Wygant, on, uh, on Josh Grant? Well, I enjoy how uh, he and I are watching the race. And before we even knew what happened, someone had already posted on Vital, Jeff Alessi breaks Josh Grant's arm on purpose. Um, yeah. And in the end, his arm wasn't even injured or his wrist. Um, and I don't know how sure the on purpose part was either, but uh, I, I guess those two can't get anywhere near each other, and you're obviously going to assume that everything is on purpose. But um, it's actually his knee, right? Uh, and maybe not as bad as we thought. I mean, the first report was that he broke his wrist, and you're thinking, well, that's it for this season. You know, see you in May. But uh, it might be a little bit better off than that. What did you, what did you get on your show? Yeah, he uh, well, he said it was real hard to get doctors to read his MRIs due to the holiday, MLK Day, and uh, and um, so, anyways, he he was going to know more tomorrow. His gut feeling is he's going to be out for a couple of races, but uh, that's about it. So hopefully he comes back. I I thought it was dirty, dirty. Um, yeah. I know the AMA is going to have a word with him. I spoke to John Gallagher, so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. to that. We did have Tony on the show. He was bowling with some ladies. Um, yeah. um, up in the high desert there, and uh, you could hear the pins go down and everything. It was awesome. Tony, Tony hadn't Tony hadn't really looked at it yet. He just he thought that maybe Josh Grant had meant to do some bad coming up. So because he had meant to do bad, something bad happened to him before he could do the bad thing. So uh, did wow! Just come back to the universe, getting yep. you back. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, as Kenny would say, it was the universes. He kept saying plural last night. I don't think Kenny knows that there isn't. <laughs> there's just one universe. But um, uh, anyways, that's, that's mental gymnastics to rival what would be yeah. going on with the yeah. ladies after bowling. I mean, that is some mental gymnastics right there. Yeah, I I believe wow. Grant. I, I don't think Grant's the biggest fan of some of the stuff I've written, but I believe. Ping, what do you think? I think Josh Grant is in the upper echelon of talent riders, talented riders. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. I, I And I actually, you know, maybe he didn't have as much preparation time or whatever from his shoulder or whatever happened, but I was expecting him to come out and be in that front group, you know. And you could tell as soon as they, you know, as soon as practice was over to Anaheim 1, you could tell ah, he's not he's not up to speed yet. But, yeah, talent-wise, there's no question. He Man, even last year, you know, last couple seasons, he's shown crazy speed. Um, so he just has to be healthy to put it down, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem with uh, Grant is that, um, yeah, he definitely, definitely, he really only, he was trying to keep it quiet. But once he got to NM1, he said, "I've really only had ten days on my actual race bike." And I think the problem with him is when he's in the hunt, when he comes out strong, keeps his head in the game all year. But when it doesn't look like it's going his way. 
uh, it seems like he checks out sometimes. Now it's a totally different story. He's not even going to race a couple weeks, so he's really going to be behind the eight ball. But, but it seems like when it starts good, it ends good. When it starts bad, check you later. So we'll see if he can bounce back from this. Uh, anything else catch your eye, Weege, in the 450 class in Phoenix? Anything else uh, that you thought about? Um, you know, Brayton maybe rode pretty well. Uh, Tommy Hahn. <laughs> I was going to say, Brayton manages to be so unnoticed out there mm-hmm. that we can talk about every rider in a battle and somehow, like, almost strategically not mention his name. They were, in the race up front at one point, you had Stewart, Villapoto, Kennard, Dungey, Reed, Wyndham. And somehow Brayton was right in the middle of the whole thing, and he doesn't even get mentioned. I don't. That's like a skill, right? Like stealth rider. Um, but I was happy with him, uh, his performance, because uh, I thought the problem with Brayton was we've seen him be fast in practice and win heat races and all that stuff. And then it seems like when it comes time to deliver in the main, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. And I don't know if that's one of those, you know, confidence things, pressure things. So I talked to him about it before the race, and he said, "I'm like, you just need that breakthrough, huh?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> I'm ready to go right now. I don't, I don't need a confidence boost. I don't need a podium. I'll do it tonight. And he actually got it done. Like he actually, sounds like he was really you know, mad got, at you. Sounds like he was mad at you for asking that. Well, last week I had I watched the, the video. He kind of seemed yeah. a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, last week I wrote that JGR needs to build a time machine, get him into the future where he has the breakthrough ride, then bring him back to now, and then he could carry that confidence in starting now. And uh, he didn't agree with that. So... And he kind of delivered. I mean, he got the good start. He rode with those guys. And they didn't walk all over him. I mean, yes, in the end, Kennard, uh, Dungey, and Reed got by him, and he finished sixth. But that's a pretty high standard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he good. battled with the guys. They didn't yard him. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. His uh, crashes from last week, uh, you know. And, hey, okay, here's something. Good start for him. I know you're all just – wide-eyed about the Pirelli tires, Mathis. That's probably the slickest dirt you're going to be on. Yeah, good point. You got a good start. Excellent point. I had a Well, surprise. I think we're dancing around the most important topic when it comes to traction with this race, aren't we? Yeah, just Traction watch. control. Right before- da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote an article that appeared today on racerxonline.com um, about it. Ping, I don't know if you've had a chance to read it yet. Um Certainly, yeah, I haven't gone all day. Certainly, my online editor read it already. My boss, Jason Wygant. But oh um, well, yeah, it's really good now that I got through it. Yeah, it's excellent now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's it just—I mean, it was just a, a ridiculous thing. It, it's although I do agree, JGR has got legitimate concerns about where are we going with this uh, wheel sensors, collecting data, GPS. Where what's happening? Because they're on board if they want, but they don't think that we need to start doing that. Larry Brooks's point is, uh, hey, I can, I can actually install a black box that has some really electronic ignition traction control. The cowies come stock with it, where it retards your ignition as the wheel spins as the wheel spin increases. Like what? What? I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Maybe maybe we do it without all the sensors and everything. Honda's got a wire that goes from their clutch lever to a little servo on their uh, on their handlebar to, I, I believe, probably help them with starts, um, although you wouldn't know it watching Trey. But I don't know. What do you think about that, Weege? It was dumb. I heard that the, uh, yeah. the Honda clutch sensor, first of all, was actually another data acquisition thing where they were just, you know, determining how the clutch was used, where it was being used, what it was doing. Um, but that could just be what they say. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I understand. The, the, the basic problem here is, boy, are you adding a massive, opening a massive can of worms, cost, um, I guess potentially you could say taking the rider out of the equation. Mm -hmm. You know, that was always the problem when traction control and things like that were used in car racing, where they say, well, now any idiot can make it happen. I don't think that'd quite be the case in Supercross. If they could make it like that good, I would be pumped for myself. Yeah, you might but dominate English Town. I, I, I guess everyone would run the exact same speed, huh? Yeah. Um, just robots. No, but so, I, I mean, I did read it. it it's a massive can of worms, it is. And I don't think the Stewart camp is actually the one responsible for this. They didn't cheat. But uh, it could be a real big problem. Because someone, the, the point that JGR is making is, we're not saying anyone did it now, but it sure wouldn't be hard. And Larry even admitted that to me. Brooks said, hey, yeah. we could do it. We don't need a wheel sensor. Wheel sensors are yeah. mid-90s stuff. Um, you know, we don't need that if, if, if we were going to do it. And, and maybe he is doing it. Obviously, nobody's going to tell me, hey, Mathis, right. you know, guess what we're doing, you know. But uh, right. uh, um, I don't know. Ping, I know you didn't catch that part on the show where Aaron Bates asked James no, I, about that. I, I, I did. I did. Um, I heard, you know, I know all about that whole deal. Like, I, I, and for first of all, I think, I know it's not Aaron's fault because I know she's got a producer. Yeah, in her, let's, let's get that out first. It's hey, not go Aaron. ask him, right, you know, or right. whatever. But it's like, you know, he. I don't know. I just hate it when a guy just wins, and you know, give him some credit. Like, let him enjoy it. If you know what I'm saying, like last weekend, <laughs> she throws it, and, and it seems like it's always James too. What happened? <laughs> oh, I mean, I got third from. I mean, what do you like? What do you mean? What happened? I, I'm surprised. And, you know, James had, like, big pause. You could tell he was thinking in his head. Like, Yeah, he didn't answer it in a nice right way. No, but I'm sure he had other words he would have rather said to her. And then this weekend, it's, you know, instead of, man, great ride, you know, oh, how'd you come back from that, you know, problems in the heat race, I don't know, just whatever. It's, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you're cheating, huh? Or, <laughs> you know, whatever it was. So, yeah, no, she said, you know, how, can you talk about that wheel sensor on your bike that gives you traction control or something along the lines? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, She's unbelievable. It's it's weed. You're in TV, and paying you are one and done in TV. But anyways, you guys are both in TV. <laughs> uh, Denny Stevenson apparently was, or was it Cameron Steele? Who was better than you? I don't even know. Me? Yeah. yeah who replaced you? Emig. Yeah, oh, it was Fro. Emig. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I didn't we, have quite enough national championships. You didn't have the mindset of a champion that Fro has. Emig's gonna get jumped one day. He's got all these guys. That he kicked into the ditch when he came along. Okay, anyways, enough yeah. of that. My point yeah. is, both of you guys are on TV. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, is it your job to know what the guy in your ear is yelling at you to talk about? Like, how do you... I thought it was a terrible decision. And Weege, I think my article, you may have altered it a little bit to not be so harsh, which I understand. I'm okay with that. Uh, I just thought it was a terrible decision to, to, to do that to the guy. I mean... Yes, Pete. Yeah, here, here, here's here's my take on it. The, yeah, absolutely. The TV crew is trying to create as much of a drama and as much of a storyline as possible. And unfortunately, there isn't much to go on in this for because no one tells you anything about bikes, training, injuries, secret, 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 secret. So when they think they've come up with any nugget of information, they have to blow it into the stratosphere because that's all they have. We don't have the luxury of football where they analyze every play and tell you what the defense did here, or NASCAR where they actually tell you, down to the tire pressure, what's changing on the car. So I feel like they are pouncing on whatever they can get, and they happen to get this nugget of information via the JGR radio, 
and then they blew it to smithereens. For sure, I agree with you on that. Probably way beyond where it needed to go. And it's like that game of telephone where, like, everybody whispers in everyone's ear. Like, by the time the information must have filtered down to Aaron, it was just yeah. like, ask him about this. This is what happened. Well, um, it started with... It probably wasn't thought out quite as well. It, as it started with Emig and RC saying... Tra- they used the words traction control. Um, yeah. Where they made that leap, you know, I don't know. They know it's illegal. Right. So, yep. you know, in one sense, to make that leap on live TV to something you know is illegal, that'd be like somebody being like, hey, uh, uh, Carl, Carl Lewis there stretching for uh, the 100-meter the final coming up. Boy, he's ripped. I wonder if he's using anabolic steroids. Like, you know, you would never yeah. say that on TV. You know, you never say that on TV. Now, there is a place to ask James that question at, at a press conference, which they canceled. But, I mean, there's certainly many places to ask that. I, I've been on podiums a time or two in my life as a racer for Manitoba titles. But, Ping, you've been <laughs> on real podiums at Supercrosses. As a rider, that's the last question you'd probably expect to be asked, right? Well, you know, it, you're just... You just won. <laughs> Especially when you just won. But even if you've podiumed, you know, that's, a, that's an accomplishment for sure. And, you, you know, you want... <laughs> I don't know. And honestly, I'll go back and even... This involves James Stewart. It was his... Uh, in 2002, it was a race I won at Anaheim where he fell on the first oh, I love this story. I love it. Gets this up, and he, you know, comes flying through the pack. Uh-huh. And I had kind of worked from fifth or whatever into the lead. And I see him coming, and I'm, I'm like, just trying to put in good laps, not making any mistakes. And all of a sudden, I see, I'm like, he's going to catch me. <laughs> like, if I don't go faster, he's going to catch me and pass me. Right. And I hear every time the crowd, the whole stadium's, like, going bonkers every time he passes somebody. So I'm, you know, totally keeping up with his progress. So I finally see him, you know, as I'm going one way down a straightaway, he's coming the other way. And I... I'm like, okay. I had like three laps to go. Mm-hmm. And I literally just started pinning it, over jumping stuff. Just like, I dropped probably two seconds off my lap times. And stayed ahead of him and won. And I was pumped. It was, you know, really, you know, a big win for me. I was right. riding for KTM at the time. Like, it was just big. Any win's big, right? So I go on the podium. And here comes Aaron Bates. And God bless her. I love Aaron Bates. I know a lot of these questions aren't hers. She's being, you know, piped in, but she says, oh, hey, Ping, oh, you know, this is like after I do some high fives and make my way up to the podium, you know, goggles and the whole deal, and I'm just stoked. Hey, Ping, what about James Stewart's ride? That was the first thing that comes out of her mouth to me. <laughs> I'm like, what? I mean, i I totally taken aback, right? I'm, I'm, right. And I, I managed to say something polite, like, yeah, he's, yeah, and he rode great. just <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And yeah. I wanted to go, are you serious? I don't know. Aaron, I just won. I, did you see that? And I know everyone is watching him, but I don't know. Yeah. Was that her or was so, that Jamie Little? That was Jamie Little. I'm sorry. That was Jamie Little. <laughs> but we'll crush Aaron a little more later, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we'll just yeah. Want, yeah, she's on T. She's on the T right now. We're just going to get ready to hit, her, hit it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Now, um, yeah, and no, I like Aaron. Yeah, She's questions, Canadian. I like. The point her. is, those questions are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, let you know. Let these guys especially, enjoy. Their wings. Especially when you don't even have the traction control. That would be like you oh. came home from the bank and went to the ATM, and somebody said, "I can't believe you just robbed that bank." Your first reaction would be like, "What? What? What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> like you don't even yeah. know. Like I'm sure he didn't right. even know what she was talking about. 
the right way to do that would, was, would be to send someone into the pits, and if it couldn't be that night, fine, do it the next weekend, get a shot of, you know, the big sensor, and do a little pit report piece on it. Not, yes. you know, not yes. right after the main event. Like, come on. I mean, it was just, right. that was really, really in poor taste. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, and I, I think we're all in agreement that the, that's a major screw-up by the television crew. And uh, They should be flogging. Do we all agree? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's them telling her. Uh, it's that game of telephone, like I said. It worked yeah. its way from a JGR radio through to the TV crew and then filled its way back down to someone telling Aaron what to ask. Well, and that's what you get in the and, end. And that's what's funny because I talked to Brooks on Sunday. He's like, that F and J bone. He's calling us cheaters. He's calling us cheaters. If you go back, there was never a mention of that. J-Bo right. never said a word about cheating. He said they're pushing the limits, you know what I mean, which they are. Uh, any team, lots of teams are. That's all J-Bone yep. said. But by the time Larry heard about it, it was J-Bone called us cheaters. So just an example, Weege, like you said, the game of telephone. Um, yeah. But, but uh, I mean, Ping, where do you, where do you sit, your former team manager – um, where do you stand on that data acquisition? Uh, you know, fooling around with ignitions, doing all that. Where do you where do you think about that? Should it be allowed? Hey, everybody! This is Steve Mathis. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for reading everything I do, as well as listening to the other shows. I know it's a lot of crap. One of the reasons I'm able to put out a lot of crap is because people are paying me. And then one of the things that you guys need to do to help support my crap is by buying crap from these sponsors. So listen to the commercial. It's a lot of crap. See ya. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Well, you're not going to stop it, you know, so... um... I don't know. I, they can do it with ignitions, like you said. It's mm-hmm. it's it's sort of a long way to do it, but it you can definitely get it done without having a specific device. So I don't know. I think it's it's definitely a can of worms, and it's gonna it will make expense go up. It, uh, I right, don't know. Right. It's a hairy mess for sure. Uh, hairy topic. Uh, I prefer uh, it's a barrel full of monkeys. It's what it is, and the monkeys are out. Wouldn't that be, like, funny and loud and obnoxious? I don't... You're not getting those monkeys back in. You're not getting those monkeys back in. Okay. All right. Moving on. 
Any, any, any last words about that? Was it an apparition? Apparition. Aberration. Aberration of attrition. Did I did I mean to say aberration? One in Rome. Think so. Steve, I don't know. One in Rome. Uh anyways, we well we had some we had some moments last week that weren't exactly in very good clarity, so it just would be in our tradition right now. Uh Weege, anything else? Anything else to add? Four fifties traction control? Um uh no, I guess not. I mean, yeah, that's gonna be a problem, this this thing, but I even without traction control, as soon as... Well, okay, let me just ask this. What is the advantage of allowing teams... Why, if you were the AMA, would you let the teams have data acquisition? What does that do to it increase costs? It potentially unlevels the playing field. What is the advantage of it? Um, and I know you're not going to eliminate traction control because you can do that with other ways. The ignition, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with data acquisition. But why allow the data acquisition anyway? What is well, you, you never e- even if they don't do it at the races. I mean, that's they're all doing it during I, the week. I'm surprised yeah. any team even does it at the races anyway. You could do it all week long at the test tracks and get right. all the information you need. So the fact you know that if they say, "Oh, you can't do it at the weekend," it would be like, "Okay, yeah. I mean, it's no big deal." You're not really cutting you back know. on cost because the good teams are going to use it anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, they're just going to do it during the week and pull it off for the weekend because they've already got the information they need. You know, I'm, just, right. I'm just amazed at how okay. far it's come because at Yamaha we had it and God, it weighed like a small child. It was like four pounds or five pounds. The whole everything, you know. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm amazed. Steve, that computer technology has gotten smaller and lighter. It is impressive. Shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a tandy. I had a tandy one thousand, and I mean, it was big. Uh, actually, let's before we leave four fifty class. Uh, Ryan Dungey struggled this weekend. I believe did he go down in practice again? Weech? I think he did. Remember uh, seeing that? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember seeing it, but now I remember people talking about it. So I guess he did. Yeah, yeah um, I don't remember. And that's another that. another crash in practice. He had one in Anaheim. He definitely yep. was off his game this weekend. His heat races haven't been that good either race. Yep. Um, what's going on? Is it mental? I don't think it's physical. Obviously, the dude's working probably hard. He's probably not on the J-Law program. So it has yep. to be a mental thing, right? Yeah, I, um, I almost feel like that. Well, go ahead. I, I almost feel like the Anaheim second place was almost like uh, that was an aberration almost. I mean, he hasn't ridden really well at any point. The second place almost clouded the fact that at Anaheim mm-hmm. it didn't seem like he was really on the pace, but it happened to work out, have this good start, road consistent as yeah. usual. I think it's worse, and then the results maybe would indicate right now. Yeah. Peng, you think it's mental? Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I don't know. I'm curious to see, you know, and of course I don't think any of us will find the real truth of this out, but, you know, I wonder what the chemistry is over at Suzuki. Did did Roger and Ian leaving spin things out of control a little bit over there, you know, where, mm-hmm. where pieces are getting left and, you know, just, I don't know. What is, what's on? That bike isn't hardly any different from last year. Yeah, I spoke to Goose you know about I mean? the bike. I spoke to Goose about his bike. No, no changes, nothing really. You know, so, suspension updates. So what, you know, yeah, it's like there is, and it's just mental. You know, bottom line is he's he's probably feeling like, okay, I'm the champ. I got to go out there and you know and win. And all of a sudden, Stewart's you know a full second and then some faster, and that turns into you know a buyout. And then you know, there you go from there. Um, I know. Uh... I, I think I think Dungey will keep getting better and better. You know, I really believe that. As as the season goes on, he'll get stronger and stronger. 
Yeah, I mean, the guys like Weege last year were writing them off after Hangtown. I mean, we all know what happened, you know. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, just you. Just uh, me. Um, you know what's interesting about the bike thing, though? The bike not changing? Uh, I think that could indicate a problem, because Metcalf's bike's quite a bit different. They had some new stuff, and Metcalf was like, sure, I didn't ride it last year, so I'll try the new stuff. So Metcalf has those new forks, for example, that the rebounds in one leg and the compressions in the other, don't you didn't either try it or want it. Metcalf has the dual outlet exhaust, and uh, Dungey has a single, because that's what Dungey had last year. They said that the power of the bike is identical, but it just sounds different, and Dungey doesn't want anything to be different. So part of me just wonders, is it like, hey, when Roger and everybody was here, this is what worked, and now I don't want to mess with anything, so I'm just going to stay there. And meanwhile, you know, Steve, you and I both talked to other guys and other teams. They've made big improvements to Kawasaki and their bike according to Kawasaki, and Brooks says they made big improvements to Stewart's bike, where Dungey has stayed in one place. Uh, so can you really stay in one place? Is that good, or is that actually going backwards? Um, I think if you're starting with a really good bike, though, yep. sometimes, you know, it's, you know, Metcalf might just like those other things personally. Yeah. Where, yep. you know, Ryan is like, I love my bike, I'm comfortable on it, I want yep. on it, I, I, I don't, there's nothing, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think they're. I don't think it's equipment at all. I really don't. I love. I love how people are making a big deal, and Cowie comes stock with that fork that has one spring in it, you know, and yeah. uh, and the other fork. Uh, yeah, uh, that was cool in '75 when uh, Marzoki did it, and White Power okay. tried it too. Uh, I, I just. I, I don't know the Pro Circuit guys are. Pro Circuit is now, um, you know, done the same thing to their show of forks that they sell, and I'm just like. Whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, it's cool. It works, but it's a gimmick, you know? So. You know, well, I'm not saying it's better. I just. No, no, I know. Uh, I know. My but... teams don't want to ever tell us anything because right. we can dig into this way too far. No, when but you... it's just an indicator of, I'm going to stick with what worked last year. Yeah, no, no. I've talked to riders, too, that are on PC that are like, oh, man, these new forks. Oh, man. You know, these things are so good. Oh, Dude, there's only oh, really? one spring in them, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Anyways, whatever. Um, Who's laughing? Who's laughing at me? Okay. Uh, I think it was in agreement last. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Paranoid. Speaking of uh, yeah. speaking of laughing at people, how does Michael Leslie not make the main event? You know what? Listen, <laughs> no. Listen, that again. His result. I mean, he was riding good. His times were good. In the heat race, he was fourth or fifth. And he went down, and he went down pretty good. He got a handlebar in the gut, and he lined up for the LCQ, and he had a way out there gate position. And I don't know if you know aware of this, but his bike has 100 cc's less than everybody else's that he's lining up against, except for number 29. Oh. Um, and he got a bad start, and then that was it. So I mean, I don't know, it, Ping. We've seen many good dudes miss the main event since they got rid of semis, you know. So I don't know if I would totally. I mean, he's not going to. No, I'm, um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying uh, you know crucify him. I'm saying what just. Yeah. Yeah. I it, mean, it, it, this this isn't like he was running in the top five and all of a sudden he didn't. Qualify. I mean. Yeah. He's struggling to finish in the top five in Australia. Yeah. And the opener didn't go that great, and then now he doesn't make the main event. I mean, like. Yeah. What's I, going on over there? I would. Come on, you're over there prepping goggles. What's going on? Yeah, I would. I would hold off on the, um, on the lynch mob for now. Um, I thought he rode all right. Just shit went down. Shit went wrong with him at Phoenix. But 
I'm not ready to, to write him off yet. Um, not that I'm keeping Yeah, but in that LCQ, he got us to, like, seventh on, like, the second lap. And then I think he passed, like, one dude. Like, it wasn't even – Yeah. Well, man, he just ran out of time. He was definitely fast enough. Right, right, right. Like, I don't think he had – he didn't have anyone was, in the LCQ cover. He was sore. You know, he was almost not going to line up for but it. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Um, gotcha. There, there was that one section, Ping, and I'm sure you saw it on TV, where you made the, uh, the left and you went onto the table. You went three onto a table and three off. And uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Short, the tabletop, yeah, yeah, Andrew Short uh, did it a couple times in practice, but then uh, couldn't do it the rest of the night. And uh, I don't know, just kind of think that maybe that extra hundred CCs would have helped him there. But uh, you go, KTM. I, I, you I'm go. not buying it. I'm not buying the hundred CCs making all that difference. I, I actually swung by the KTM track today, and Shorty was out there doing some testing. They got uh, Pit Buyer, who's the the main dude over in Austria, coming over, runs all their motorcycle racing division. And, uh, you know, DeCoster, were big test day for them tomorrow. So they were going through some gearing. And I said, you know, like, what? I rode the stock 350. I rode all the other 450s, including the KTM. And the thing is not much slower. And when I did starts side-by-side with 450s, it's there, you know. And I, and I know, oh, you know, that was a stock one. I'm sure what those guys do to a, a works KTM engine and the weight they take off that thing it's a bullet, and you can watch him ride it, and it's fast. You know, and he says, ah, it's not, it's not really a horsepower issue. He said it's more about getting the power in the right place. You know, and he goes, I, I think I thought I was in a better place going into Anaheim than we ended up being. You know, once I got kind of on a track with some other guys, I realized, okay, you know. And, I, and right. I, to me, what it sounds like, um, it sounds like he, he wants to move the power, my, my guess is down. Mm-hmm. which to me is weird because when I listen to him ride on the track, it sounds like he's at a higher RPM than everybody. And yeah, it's cause he has maybe that's just that less. extra 100 cc's, but... Yeah, exactly. Piston um, revs higher. Um, well, no, but I mean, if he's trying to move the power down and he's already sounds higher, I don't know. It seems weird, but I don't know. I, I just have a hard time believing that makes that big a difference. Well, Weed, you, you were there. Weed, you saw it. It was faster to go onto that table and go off, was it not? It was, and he was struggling with it. Thank That's you. all I know. Thank you. That's all I know. Thank you. Could have been him, maybe. Uh, a good maybe way. It's a shorty. A good way to move. Uh, he rode great in that heat. Second place in the heat, right? Yeah, he rode good. Um, he actually really did. Immediately. Oh, by the way, on the KTM 350, uh, that Australian kid Ty Simmons also rides one. So there's actually three of them out there. He didn't make. He hasn't made a main yet either. Yeah, and supposedly he has factory stuff, so he. But he did almost whole shot the, uh, the uh, LCQ. Yeah, or he did whole yeah, shot the LCQ. A, that's a moose of a boy right there, too. Yeah, two hundred plus. Yeah, big yeah. <laughs> I know a good way to get the power down low more on that three fifty is to uh, put a four fifty in motor in it. That'd be a good way of doing it. But uh, what yeah. do I know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. On to the lights class. Hanny once again uh, really dominated again. Like like at A one, I felt like. He was pushing Tickle, you know, to make a mistake maybe or whatever because he looked – I mean, it's obviously part of it's his riding style because he has a nice riding style. He looks in control the whole time. But, uh, uh, again, he won. Interesting stat. We did uh, we did a career lights main event starts. Who's making that noise in the background? Who's unprofessional here? It's not me. I'm clean, man. Weege is unprofessional? Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm clean too. What the heck? Maybe it's you. No, I'm I'm upstairs. Uh, okay. So Hanny has 
Hanny has 48 career main event starts in the lights class. Davalos has 33. But the number one offender is Ryan Morris with 53 lights main event starts. Uh, Ping, what do you make? You know, we, you and I did a little rough calculation of your your starts, and we figured it was somewhere around the 70 range. Do you think you hold the record? Well, I don't know who would beat me. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not sure. A lot of starts. I wake up in the morning and piss excellence. <laughs> I don't know if it's something to be proud of, but, you know, like I told you, I, there was nowhere to go at the time. Right, I, right. I would gladly accept a 250 factory ride. I mean, gladly. But right. the only options were get a factory ride or ride for Moto Triple X. And at the time, Moto Triple X wasn't even right. <laughs> what it was in later years where they were actually <laughs> you know, really competitive, but it was like Kenny Watson in a box van smoking doobies and throwing out punk rock CDs. I mean, it was like, you know, am I right? I'm pretty close with that one. It's a Monday night show now. He's he's really stepped up. (laughs) I take offense to that. Um, Anyway. Just because because he told a caller last week to hang himself. Um, Okay, yeah, no. um, Before we talk about the, the race itself, uh, opinions on whether guys like Hanny Morris and Davalos should still be there. What do you think, Weech? All right, first of all, the rule they do have of pointing guys out is the dumbest. Who came up with the, the rule is if you have three good years, basically. And I think you, what, you score 120 points. And I but they've got to be consecutive. Mid- That's the problem. It's consecutive. Who goes three years without getting hurt? All you have to do is get hurt, and then you get rewarded for getting hurt. Especially in the life class where the, you know, guys rack themselves all the time. Right, uh, and I've heard that it, it only averages to if you had a sixth place finish in every race for three years, you'd be out. Does that mean that you're, you know, you're ready for prime time? But then a guy like Hanny, meanwhile, just continues to get your. I mean, that rule is horribly thought out. Three straight years without getting hurt, um, Ping, or you're back in. Like, what is that doing? Ping, you might know this better. How many times has the rule changed? Right? Oh, uh, it's a lot. It was a hundred. It was a hundred points. Um, originally, back when I first started, but but the points, I think the points worked a little differently, and it was it was really easy to point out guys like Denny Stevenson and Buddy Antonez, Jeremy Buell, uh, Buell. They got they kind of got shafted a little bit, you know, and they got booted out. Then they made a rule change, um, and I think that's when it went to three consecutive seasons or something. And uh, you know, yeah, I got hurt air quotes, at the end of one season because I was like 95 points. <laughs> and, and you pulled a hammy? I pulled a, a hammy, and I did. I, I pulled out. In fact, it was really funny. I pulled out of the race maybe about halfway in, and whoever was the pit reporter comes blazing up to me because I think they were kind of on to what I might do. What's wrong? What's wrong? He's like shoving the microphone under my helmet. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm hurt. I got to go. And I'm like, my mechanic jumps on the back and was <laughs> so darting to the pit. <laughs> Give your greatest hits of pit reporter interviews. I was, uh, oh, I, I believe, Ping, that was, I was on your team that year. That was KTM. In the Salt Lake, yeah. Sellards, Sellards yeah. did it on the uh, East Coast. He won the heat in St. Louis and then developed the flu before the main event. It was the strangest wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. But then he was laughing. Then he was talking and laughing after the race, so it was odd. Yeah. Well, you know, you can, you can, you know, 
I mean, that's all you want, but it's like the sport doesn't really, um, nobody cares about you. So you got to look out for yourself. And if, if that means, okay, nobody, nobody cares about me. I can either move up and pay for everything on my own and be a total privateer, right? or I can come up lame at this race and probably get a decent ride next year and make a little money. And if everything goes great, maybe I can get a ride and, you know, yeah. you sort of set a new plan and you move forward. And I mean, I can't fault these guys. Like, the rules are what they are. They're not breaking the rules. So mm-hmm. you do whatever you got to do to make the best of your career. So, so I mean, guys like Ramsey, Langston, um, you know, a lot of great guys have done that. Moved up, moved back down, moved back up. I mean, yeah. So, Langston went 125, 250, 250, four stroke, 450, four stroke. Yeah, he rid, rid everything. So, Nothing, nothing wrong with it. So says the career leader on 25 well, Supercross I, wins. I, I agree. <laughs> Rules need to be <laughs> adjusted because they're too easy to skirt right now. Yeah. Listen, I know last week we, we had this debate. The, the, the West Coast classes, it's weak. It's weak, Ping. I know you're not going to agree. It's just, yeah. I don't know. If everyone was healthy, no. I don't, I don't think it is. You're telling me the East is stronger? Yeah. Yeah, Barsha? Lift them off. Barsha's going to be the next superstar in our sport. Awesome. I love really? Justin Barsha. Who else? Dean Wilson is going to be the next, next superstar yep. in our sport. There's two really good guys. Okay, who else? That's already deeper than the West. Yeah, I, put Wilson, I think Wilson and Barsha on hype or attention or notoriety are ahead of any of the guys in the West. And he's known for other things. But as far as, like, who are the guys to watch for the future, who we really pegged, I would put Barsha and, um, and uh, Wilson ahead of – guys in the way here's an interesting question ping does does hanny's sort of newfound focus and success is he now like is he on his way to 450 top 10 every week grinded out 17 races type of guy after this year when he kicks out when he gets kicked out of the class i mean is this is this the new is this now what we're going to see do you think or is it going to be does he, does he get kicked out yeah you get one year he to defend your title yeah he doesn't get yeah. kicked out no, I think it, someone told me he does. Really? Yeah, you get to defend your title. Yeah, and he's only had two. This would only be two years of 120 points, so he wouldn't be pointing it out in any way, shape, or form. Tim Ferry never got the chance to defend his title, just for the record. Tim yeah. Ferry, another guy who got shafted. With that uh, got shafted. One buddy, somebody who didn't get shafted, Nick Way, moved out on his own. Could have stayed another year. Moved out on you his know own. Who remember, you know who I remember shafted himself, if that's even physically possible? Greg Schnell one year just said, I don't want to be a 125 guy forever. I'm buying a YZ 250 and I'm riding the 250 class. Tried hard. He gave everything he had. He was getting 14th, 15th, you know, second or third in semis here and there. And then I think the next year he's just like, I got to go back to the 125 class. Like that's that's what you, you get. You can't, you you can't do it. It doesn't it doesn't make financial sense. People spend exactly. so much money nope. and still tried, not be competitive. Try to do it right. I, I completely agree. He tried to do it the right. Right. right way, so to speak, and it can't be done. And he's like, "Oh well, I gave it a well, shot. No, it, what else are you going to do?" It can yeah. be done. Nick Way and I did it. Top privateer, EA oh, Sports right. Supercross Series. Um, I guess Snell didn't have the right range. Thank you, thank you. No, no, no. It's very rare, though. It's very. I'm, I'm with yeah. you guys. It, it's super hard. Like you could be the hero yeah. in the pickup truck, and then no one's. And then you, next year you're taking orders for double large size fries. Well, who even mm-hmm. remembers Greg Chanel doing that? Like, for all it's heroics, right. you don't get any yeah. love, you don't get any yeah. credit, you just, just you, there's no reason to do it. It's yeah. bad, but yeah. unfortunate. So, well, okay, but Ping, so back to my handy question, so is, but 
Okay, so well, here, another year. Is this – is he turned it all around and is now going to be a, a factor? I mean, is this what we're I seeing? don't know. I, I, I'm honestly – I'm not sure what's going on over there. I mean, he's thanking Jesus on the podium. But then I'm watching these monster videos down in Australia. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know. Right. Like, I really don't know. Has he changed, you know, his right. whole lifestyle or has he not? I, he, he's, he's working he's, hard. I, I don't know. He's the I, type like, of I guy. Have no idea. He's the type of guy who says, oh, God. And I've heard this from close friends of his. So I don't think I'm bagging on Hanny. Everybody's going to fucking freak out because Mathis is once again crucifying Hanny. I've heard this from friends that are really close to him. He goes, Oh, God, I don't want this drama. I always have drama in my life. i got to get rid of this drama. Oh, hey, a reality show. Oh, hey, Monster Girls and, and, you know, video cameras. Hey, you know, like he brings it on himself, but then he complains about, oh, God, everybody's a hater. Everybody brings drama on me, you know? So, uh, you know, you don't see Ryan Morris going, oh, God, you know, I can't stand all this drama in my life. Like, Hey, you mean I can get a spot on the hills? You put me on the hills? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> exactly. Stupid drama. I hate all this. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, I can go out with one of the, Os- the Osborne. Yeah. Ozzy Osborne's daughter? Yeah. Oh. oh, hey, I hate this drama. Oh, I'm going to hire a Hollywood publicist. Oh, yeah. okay, oh, God, <laughs> oh, God, I hate this drama. Oh, God, I have a publicist now. Please stay away from me. Please don't come near me. I can't stand it. Uh, right? Yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's going on. He's riding really good. He That's is. He good is. He, 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 I mean, can you see him losing this thing, barring yeah. you know injury I, I mean, or whatever? He I, I would tell you, Brock Tickles had a you know. I think that little corner jump thing that no one's taking a good look at. <laughs> oh God! Gone, I, Here we go. It's bugging me, dude. It really bugs me. Okay, but I'm just saying. I think I think Brock Tickle that race might have turned out different, and he crashed this weekend. But his starts are there, and Brock Tickle's fit. I, I wouldn't count him out yet. I have a sound. I honestly of, I, don't think anybody else. Morris could maybe sneak a win, but he's already so far back in points. I have a, I have a sound effect the of a horn. Is short to like come back from where he's already probably at, yeah, but yeah. Tickle's still right there. And I mean, if Hanny has one bad race, this whole series changes. So, All right. I have a. I, uh, I would say for sure those two are going to go down to the last couple rounds. I have a sound effect <laughs> of a horse being beaten. Allow me to cue that up. Go ahead. I don't really have it. Oh. What horse are you talking about? Uh, Tickle? Your horse the, that you're beating with this corner jump. Your dead horse yeah, that you're beating. I'm over it. No, I'm over it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you brought it up. You're like you Hanny, you're like Hanny saying he's over the drama, and then you go hire a Hollywood publicist. <laughs> uh, I'm going to draw you a diagram of the corner jump. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. I dare you to talk about it in Razorhead this week. I double dare you. <laughs> Hey, uh, Phoenix was good, but I really want to talk about Anaheim 1. Let's go back to that. He would not have pointed out if he didn't gain the points he gained by jumping that jump. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody's really excited. Oh, no. I know You're everybody's really excited. Judging Hanny, how good he is and going to be in the 450 class. And okay, we, we first just said that we don't think the West is very – well, two of us, two out of the three don't think the West is very strong. Hanny's on what you'd have to say is the best biking team, right? He's got – Crazy talent that everybody seems to agree with, right? He's had many, many shots to figure out how to do this, you know, and be consistent and not throw it away like he did a bunch of times last year. So you factor all those things together, and how hard does he have to be working? How on it does he have to be to go out and do what he just did? You know what I mean? Um, If he was 
going out there and let's say Porcel was racing lights west and he was going out there and just beating Porcel, smoking him, I'd be like, man, he is on it. But Tickle's riding well. Tickle is very close. Tickle could have easily won those first two races. Um, is, he, is Hanny really blowing minds with this performance, or is it pretty much where he should probably be anyway? I mean, does this indicate that he's a whole new person, or is this pretty much yeah? Him? Hanny's Hanny's riding well. I mean, he he won Salt Lake. Even go back to the end of last year, yep. he was right there in the mix with your golden child, Dean Wilson, at Vegas. In fact, passed him and beat him. <laughs> so Hanson rides well. Don't I mean? Don't take anything away from him just because you guys. <clears throat> are giving no credit, credit to the rest of the field over here. <laughs> uh, he's doing well, and and I I would bet you put him on a track with Barsha and Wilson, he can run their pace all day long. And he's fast. But is he only doing as well as he should be doing? Uh, well, should be doing he does have a well. lot of starts, career starts, but <laughs> nothing like you others, he's a mere sophomore. <laughs> <in the past. laughs> um. We got to get Nathan Ramsey and figure out his. I, that's the only guy I think that might have a shot at your title. Right. Yeah, but didn't he go? He went to 450 class for like. He did. A lot of years. A couple right? of years. With yeah. Honda. Yeah. So yep. those are years he was missing out on precious 125 minutes. <laughs> um. And I was lapping him up. Like <laughs> you, were, dog. you were drinking them in. Weege. <laughs> Weege, I can't. Uh, I can't wait till Vegas Razorhead. Hey, this weekend's uh, 125S East-West titles are going to be decided uh, this weekend. Uh, this is David Pingree reporting as well. Oh, the no. the East-West is coming together. But I really want to take you back to A1. <laughs> and <laughs> I really feel Dude, like... <laughs> promise you, this championship, the whole crux of it, the pivotal moment is the corner jump at A1. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Hanny either gets creative and wins the title with a secret line at the opener or... Mm-hmm. The universe I, come back and gets him for cheating. The universe. The, the universe. Uh, hey, Ping, did you have a chance to find out what went down with Christian Craig? Just did he crash? I don't even know. Yeah, he um, he crashed with Paluzzi. With huh. Snooky. Snooky. Which I want to talk about Snooky. that in a second. But let me okay. finish my thought on Christian. Uh, second turn pile up, uh, came over a double, smashed into the back of Paluzzi, and uh, it tore his left guard off, which left his brake line just flopping wildly about. Like the skull and crossbones on a pirate ship, hmm. if you will. Um, well, so he had to pull her in. I love T-Bakes. Good kid. Good guy. And there's something about Cole Seeley we all know. But Christian Craig's For the sure. best rider on that team. I'm going out there again. I know he has probably zero <laughs> points right now. Um, or maybe two. Uh, but I'm telling you, kid's the most talented guy out there on that team. If he could get the attic all situated and boxed right. up properly, you know, yeah, yeah, Poor. definitely good, good rider. If his dad's name was Jim Smith, would he have a better time of getting that attic cleared up? <laughs> no, I don't want to speculate. Okay, thank you. Um, I, don't speculate. I just wh- hope he, I hope he can get through the first couple of corners or first lap or so, and actually, you know, complete a race. So I really would like to see out of him. Uh, can we get your thoughts on Snooky? Okay, well, we saw the interview you did with him, and I'm, I was just appalled that he said he'd never heard Snooky before. Because Wait, I was that's at, not true? No, it's totally true. I, I was talking to him at this dinner party for a friend of ours, like an uh, opening or a moving-in party, got a new house, 
I'm playing pool, and I said, dude, I have got the best nickname for you. I'm like, I said, you know who Nicole Polizzi is, right? He's like, who? And I'm all, Jersey Shore, Snooky. He's like, oh, yeah? And I'm like, Nicole Polizzi? Your name is Nick Polizzi? I'm calling you Snooky. Like, that is it. Your nickname will be Snooky, and it will be so. And I tapped him on his shoulder, and that was it. <laughs> I can't believe he said to you. Oh, I've never heard that. Uh, you coronated him. That. You coronated him. I even, I even brought up your name, and I didn't, I didn't piece it together at all. He was in shock. No, you just don't wow. run off. You stay on the throttle like a, I don't know, drunken, liquor gang leader. Yeah, yeah. I think we're. I don't, just, know. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that Huh? Yeah, it's a, it's on tape. It's been recorded. It's been made official. I think it's been stamped. We just keep got to keep using it now. Do, yeah. you, do you guys? Uh, you guys want to call Nathan Ramsey right now? <laughs> do we want to do that? Good. Good. <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, uh, we're back from our interlude. Couldn't get a hold of Nathan Ramsey to figure out exactly if Ping holds the title or not. Um, but hey, the- here's the danger with Ramsey. Now that he's managing a team, he might he could throw himself over a leg of a bike just to try to get himself the additional start he needs. You have to make the main. But let's say he was within one or two. Yeah. Um, Dangerous. He, I think Ping's got a point, though. R- Ramsey did ride 450s at Honda, and I don't think he had as long of a career as Ping. So I think we're pretty safe to say David Pingree owns the record, which is awesome. Wow. I'm the Brett Favre of the 125 class. <laughs> <laughs> See, Mom, you thought I would be a failure, but I'm not. Um. What I else? took a snap and then took a knee just to get the record. All right. Many occasions. Um, so what are we what are we looking at for uh, this weekend for Dodger Stadium? Um, probably more of the same. Like we said. Hey, by the way, Jake Canada, good ride for him in Phoenix, doing it first country. Did you say by the way? By the way. Uh, oh, also uh, Ken Roxon. Um, <laughs> Roxon is just good. He's just, it, I mean, it'll just come and figure it out, right, Weege? Like. It's just going to come together one weekend for him? Uh, I don't know now. <laughs> this is a pretty consistent pattern. Yeah. Uh, if he doesn't figure it out quick, he might not be – he might just be shelving it until the GPs before yeah. long. How many of those hits can you take? Yeah, I don't I know. Too bad you didn't – was he out there today, Ping? No, I, I did talk to Jeremy a lot. Um, I was down at Red Bull today as well. Did I've been s- all over the place today. Did but. you have a scarf on? He didn't have a scarf, okay. no. And uh, he said he's okay. He bruised, bruised his heel pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's most likely going to be in for the weekend, I think. And right. I, I think that kid will figure it out. He's, yeah. you know, it's just definitely a different type of racing. <clears throat> and, he, you know, he's got the speed and the capability. There's no question about that. He's been on the... The big scoreboard there, just about mm-hmm. both rounds, I believe. So, yeah. as far as lap times go, he's there. It's right. just he's got to. He, I don't know. I'm not. He's saying... got to mellow out a little bit. Is the bottom line. I think he's trying to win it all in the first couple right. laps. And yeah. And poor, <laughs> poor Kyle Cunningham, who has a reputation of going very fast and crashing, uh, all innocent victim in the in the Roxon uh, carnage. Innocent victim just gets like sort of hoofed off his bike. So Kyle Cunningham said, can't, can't even win for battling, Cunningham, Cunningham was like Kevin Windham watching him and, yeah. and uh, Roxy. 
Yeah, what is that? It's unbelievable. <laughs> never seen Cunningham look so smooth until he was battling with Robinson, who was just smashing. You're like, look at that wise old veteran Kyle Cunningham playing it yeah. safe. Um, and this weekend, I feel like I finally saw it from Eli Tomac on a couple of laps. Mm-hmm. Um, and the result was actually pretty good. He was top five. Uh, I think it's about to happen. A couple guys I never noticed, Eli Tomac and Brett Metcalf. A couple guys I never noticed. What is I that did not noise? Notice. What is that noise? Oh, I, just heard, I just heard like a, a circular saw. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm just cutting my arm off here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no pain. What is that noise? It is actually a circular saw. I'm like standing outside. <laughs> Good job, Ping. Good job. Seventy. You think I can't pull that stuff out after 70 Supercross starts? <laughs> I can stick out a circular saw in my sleep. Oh, that's a that's a Sears uh, seven horsepower <laughs> back blade saw there. Seven horsepower? Good grief! <laughs> yeah, sorry, half a horsepower. <laughs> Powerful saw. Um, I know they make point seven horsepower. I think that's why I got it in my head. You saw through suspension bridge cables with that thing. Um. So this weekend, is it going to rain this weekend? Anybody know? Is it going to be soft dirt? Do you think? What What do we know about the dirt this weekend? Oh, Dodger. you know what we know. There is an incredible underground sprinkler system at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Anyone else know about this? No. Never mind. <laughs> um, we'll just leave that one alone. Yeah, leave that alone. Uh, in other news, Jason Thomas got taken out by Vince Freeze and they, while they were both in qualifying spots. So um, that wasn't very – Jason Thomas wasn't very pumped on that. Michael Burke. What about Chris Bloss' uh, last lap? Smash him up. Uh, well, as I said last night on the show and as I Twittered, Peng, you know this. You and I are racers, former pro racers. Um, on that last LCQ, on the last lap, for that last spot in the main event, almost anything goes. Correct? Yeah, I think short of murder or rape, right, uh, anything. Right. <laughs> uh, even rape with lube? Or doesn't matter? No, I think that's just crossing the line, but um, no. definitely a free-for-all. Brown, uh, Brown left the door open, and he Twittered last night. He was listening to the show last night as Kenny was giving us his expert analysis on that move. Um, and he Twittered that he, you know, he, he's got one coming, Blows has one coming or whatever, and then he Twittered that after we read that on the air, and then he Twittered, I got nothing against Blows. It was fine. I left the door open. No hard feelings. Um, but, uh, I mean, he, he left the door open. He came in on it, cleaned him out. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, I've seen it worse. Ping, do you have any? Have you ever been the guy that got punted or a guy punting? Last spot. Um. It's no. One of those seventy. Actually, one of those I, seventy I actually, main events. One of my another fantastic stat uh, is the only Supercross I didn't qualify for was the very first one I tried, Houston, nineteen ninety three. Really. My mechanic left a rag in my airbox, so I missed that one. <laughs> Thanks, Brian Pryor. Hey, for reals, <laughs> you, made, out. you made every main event. Yeah, everyone ever... that I didn't like wasn't injured or, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. That's, an, that's also a pretty good, weege, that's impressive, right? Okay, then there's, Ramsey, forget it. No one has a shot at this. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a dynamic force here. It, it took a rag in an airbox to stop the man. Yeah, that was it. That was it. So, but unfortunately, the perfect streak, the perfect career, 
was ruined on the very first attempt. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There goes the no-hitter. <laughs> we, need, we need to really pump this up more, I feel. the pressure off, though, Weed. You know, it took the pressure off. <laughs> After about 25 starts, no one, be t- no one would talk to him. Did, we don't want to make him think about it. It's like a perfect game, yeah. Did, uh, did, Salvar- yeah, yeah. did Salvarage, was this something that Salvarage recognized <laughs> in you when you went in for contract negotiations? I don't know. I don't know if you did or not. Yeah. What, wing? The maybe the fact that I got almost won the championship the year before. Maybe, maybe he was thinking of that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, we're actually we're mocking you, but you were a top 125 racer for many, many years. Yeah. Not just the rag in the airbox actually happened. Like that's not just a figure. No, this is a, to make this is like absolutely me. true story. Pat Alexander, who's still the guy at Suzuki right now. Yeah, he's like the main. I don't know what his title is, but he's been there forever. Um, he was in charge of the amateur support team back then, um, and he happened to be there. And I'm, I'm, you know, getting ready to go up for my heat race and uh, can't figure out why the bike won't run. It's like, it won't run. Something's, you know, it'll start and then it just dies down. Quick. And Pat's saying, he says, God, I don't know. I mean, we're, like, literally my race is on the line. Like, they're lining up, but I can't get my bike to start. And uh, he goes, that sounds like there's a rag in the airbox or something. Should we change a filter? And Brian's like, yeah. <laughs> Pulls the filter off and there, sure enough, there's like five blue paper towels stuffed in there. Well, you said that was before your race, so you caught it. Yeah, we did. I actually, I made it to the line. It wasn't because I mean, I didn't make the main event that night. Ah, oh. oh, the story changes a little bit here. Uh, well, well, I tell it that way. Who would remember? Because that was like the moment of the night. Just telling you, I didn't make it by like a spot or two. That's that's not a good story. I, I literally had rags left in my airbox right before my heat race, and I was all frazzled. Wait a minute, I got it. This is one of those stories where you say, I didn't make the main event. I had rags in my airbox, and you never put together that the, it didn't necessarily affect the same time. The result. The yeah. same, the, I can't it say that happened. it didn't. I went to the line really nervous and right. just oh, disheveled. Gotcha. I just it was wanna... an apparition. It was just... an apparition. <laughs> um. All right, and that's making fun of my career. Okay. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for doing this. Uh, appreciate it. I'm glad we are not making fun of your career anymore. They're just shutting the show down. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I got, I got notes here to talk about Regal. I got notes here about talking about there's a thread on Vital if Ryan Clark should have his pro license taken away. Um, oh, my. <laughs> I have notes on um, Ivan Tedesco. I that. Ivan Tedesco. <laughs> I consider that, he says. Ivan Tedesco, uh, it's, I wrote a big article about him after A1, um, and I, I still believe it, even though he got a 14th place. Um, he was riding good, eh, Weege? I mean, he was uh, in the mix, sort I of? I, um, it was Seven? much like Medi. I, 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 right. didn't, I didn't even really see it happen. He must have been wearing camouflage. Yeah. Yeah. Weege it wasn't as camo as Brayton, who was actually battling in the top three and no one noticed, which is really <laughs> hard to do, but. I'm waiting for Millsap still. That's another note I have. Millsap's question mark. I'm waiting for to see something. I know he's still kind of banged up, still kind of hurt. But, I mean, he won a race last year, so I'm waiting. Hey, he wasn't, he wasn't much better at the beginning of the year last year, and then all of a sudden he won, so you never know with that guy. Yeah, remember it was creatine. He was taking creatine That's or right. he wasn't taking creatine? 
He was taking well, he creatine. Was. It wasn't a supplement yeah. he was taking. It was a really expensive sports supplement that was going to change the world. And then he found out it had creatine, and all of a sudden he got arm pumped from it. Oh, yeah. Didn't someone come to you, Ping, and say that you have to look at the supplement? It's yeah. It's the newest. Yeah. Uh... Ping, how many whack jobs are there like that in our sport? <clears throat> There's enough. There's more than enough. There's plenty. Like, there is a lot of sort of that underground supplement um, training stuff that goes on where, you know, people are like, okay, you know, hold a bag of frozen peas between your knees for 20 minutes. And then another guy would be like, no, 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 not peas, carrots, right? I mean, there's like that well, kind of stuff. I, I would submit <clears> – wow, <throat> well, how do I do this without saying names? No, I'm not asking you to do that. I'm just – One of the biggest trainers in our sport, been around since the 80s, is one of the craziest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. No. No, I don't. Well, yeah. nope. Cuckoo, he's with, like, everybody. Reed, oh, I know RV, exactly who like you're talking Ward- about. I know exactly who you're talking Wardy, about. Wardy. Yeah, I don't, you know. I, don't know. I, I was playing dumb. I was playing yeah. coy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there is food, some machine that you put your food in that takes away, like... Negative energy, and then you eat it. Right. There's weird stuff that goes on, dude. I mean, you know, motocross is really mental, so Mm -hmm. maybe that's just he's just trying to get your head on right. Right. I mean, I would submit to you that these all these juices that are so popular now, Mona V, like really, you're paying 150 bucks a month for juice. I get it at Albertsons down the road here for about (laughs) 2.99. Is that what Mona V is? Juices. I didn't really know. It's juice. It's, it's juice, man. It's, it's from a berry, a couple berries, and some apple juice and some blueberry juice thrown in. And they put a little glucosamine in it. Uh-huh. You get a, you get a little, you know, bottle full of glucosamine pills at your grocery store for ten bucks. Uh-huh. Lasts you a month and a half. Right. Ping wacky. Drink some orange juice with it. And there you go. Whammy. Save yourself one hundred and forty bucks. Uh, Ping wackiest thing you've seen in your years, all your years. Oh. What do you think? Arm pump surgery? (laughs) Um, hmm. Hmm, he thinks. Now, arm pump surgery, I mean, I don't know. Wackiest thing. (sighs) Give him a week. Give him a week. Let's keep the people hanging. Yeah, I mean, give him a week. I'll come up with something. Yeah, really think about it. Load next week now. Right, right. I yeah. know the I know the top in my top three is going to be Suzuki graphics from 1991 and 1992. <laughs> 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 Does anyone remember the, the camouflage seats and uh, pink and blue? Anybody? It had something for everyone. It had it had every it had camo seat and it had like magic dust on the ground. It had everything. Can I just say that in Canada, the rear fenders and Side panels were yellow, so it didn't look quite as hideous as the white that you guys got. But, uh, but yeah, pretty terrible. I meant more in the term ping. I meant more in the terms of training and supplements uh, and well, superstitions and things like that. But yeah, whatever. Well, give me a week on that one. I can't right. just draw that. I mean, I have seventy main event starts to pull from, so <laughs> yes, it takes a while know. to go through that mental roller. Hey, uh, Weege, what about Rattray? What do we know about him? Not uncharacteristic ride from him. Uh, but he's only ridden two supercrosses ever, so what is characteristic? Well, because I'm, I'm, well, he, he, he faded pretty bad at the end of the race. He dropped a lot of positions. So 
Yeah, and the heat race was kind of uh, similar, too. A couple guys got by him. Um, I was amazed that things went as well for him in uh, mm-hmm. Anaheim as they did, uh, especially because he had crashed pretty hard in practice and then pulled off a podium in like, his first race. And, man, mm-hmm. guys with his type of background, it's often as wacky to watch as, as Roxham getting it down. You know what I mean? Like, right. remember, Greg, Greg Albertine came over. So right. I don't know if it was – I didn't expect it to go quite as smoothly as it did in the Anaheim main all year long. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what we got here. So, so it's going to yeah. be a learning curve. Right, right. Cool. All right. Last words, anybody? Wow, right uh, on. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. I think that's about it. <laughs> we really ended this on a piss-poor note. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, like uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Uh, David Pingree's on the line. Mr. 70. We'll just call him Mr. 70 now. Uh, Jason Wygant on the line. I'm Steve Mathis. And are we going to do this after Dodger Stadium? We are, right? Heck yes. We've got to talk about that sprinkler system. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks a lot, man. And we will see you this weekend in uh, L.A. See ya. See you, guys. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts.